You gotta chuck them off a cliff? Shake, we could have chucked them off the roof and stayed at home. No, this is a magic cliff here, like in the Highlander. So you will become the Highlander, and you'll roam the Earth forever trying to kill yourself. But you won't be able to, because you'll be immortal. Won't that suck, little man? <laughs> right, so that sounds kind of cool. Yeah, it does. Well, I don't know what No, you're not. I'm doing it. Shake, wait. The Highlander was just a movie, I mean... Oh, Frylock, The Highlander was a documentary, and the events happened in real time. So this cliff is magic? Oh, yeah. Big time. I'm doing it now. No, man, look, you gotta be born a Highlander. You can't just become one. See, he saw the movie, too. Well, well, that's right. I know I saw cliffs, okay? And there was lots of magic everywhere. And Mel Gibson. Uh, Braveheart, hello? Oh, you think you're the expert? Let's see how much your ass knows about flying. Yeah! That's what I'm talking about. You done? Because that took forever. I am... Oh, uh, I am forever. I am immortal! Shake, no! Hmm. Mel Gibson was not in this movie. No, he wasn't. No. But I can see the confusion, because there was that other movie with Mel Gibson well, in it. Well, I, I, if you watch the Laserdisc, and you huh? look in the battle scene back in ancient Scottish days, you can see Mel Gibson. You see him there? Only I, on Laserdisc, though. Only on Laserdisc. Mm, it's because it's 12K. Guys... This is a movie that still confuses me to this day. Me too. But we're still going to barrel through it. Because barrel. you guys deserve it. Because we're back into our, our comfort zone. We're this back, is, this back is to canon. the canon. This is canon. We've, we, went on, we went astray for a while to, to, to uh, teach you all about the great black action heroes of the 70s, 80s. But now we're back. Absolutely. And, I mean... This is one that we've brought it up to a few people, and the main reaction we hear is, that's a canon movie? I was shocked. I'm not even kidding. I was like, because we were looking, like, dude, we got to do a canon movie next. Yeah. And I was like, wait, Highlander? That's, that's a little bit that's, too good for canon. What, what's going on what's here? What's happening there? And, well, naturally, this movie was not good on release. <laughs> no, it, it tanked. bombed. Like, yeah. $8 million deficit, yeah. which... I saw it in the yeah. theaters. I'll, I was, I was, I, I don't want to be that guy, but I saw it in the theaters. I was cool before everyone else got on. To yeah, it. yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, I don't know why, because it, 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 they, they dropped the ball on it. It didn't get any advertisement. I don't know how I even knew about it, but it's dead. I saw it and I liked it. It's, it's great. I mean, it's got a lot of stuff to enjoy. There's lots of sword fighting. There's heads getting cut off. There's a very romantic. That's why you liked it. The romantic love scene. The silhouette of boobs. I'm sure you were all about that. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. I love silhouetted boobs. But to this day, I can't... The immor Like, Highlander was stuck in my head as all these titans of the world were called Highlanders. Yeah, everybody thinks it. Yeah, and it's just so much cooler than calling them what they really are, which is just immortal. Yeah, they don't even have a name. So our villain, Kurgan. Corgan? Kurgan. Billy, Billy Corgan? Bill, the Kur- yeah, the Billy Corgan. The Billy Corgan. Who looks like Peter Steele from Typo Negative. I immediately just said, well, that's a Highlander. And then Sean Connery, who's from Spain, but actually from... I'm from Spain. I'm from Spain. Or actually Egypt. Egypt. This is how we're talking there. Yeah, we get a Frenchman <laughs> playing a Scotsman and a Scotsman <laughs> playing a Spaniard. And not just whatever Lambert was. Christopher Lambert. He doesn't know English. At yeah, at the point. time he didn't. Yes, he yeah. he was hot right now. At this moment in time, he was hot because he's coming off Greystoke, the legend of Tarzan, Lord of the Apes, where he played Tarzan, and he had very little lines. Very and now, little. now we know why, because he couldn't speak English. 
But yeah, so he was, he was kind of like the flavor of the month in, when this movie was That makes made. why it makes sense of that one scene where he says, Jane, fuck Tarzan. And I thought that was really weird for this movie. And he but had a pet chimpanzee called Cheetah. I was like, what's up with that? I, I There was a lot of weird stuff happening, but I just excuse it because this movie is actually fucking great. It's great, yeah. It's It makes sense because even though it bombed, you know, we have Highlander 2, Highlander 3, the Highlander the TV, TV show. Yeah, I... I saw this movie, loved it. Was hyped when they did the sequel, The Quickening, Highlander Two, The Quickening, and I that movie fucking blew, and I was done with Highlander, and I've never seen anything after that. How many movies did they do? I have no idea. I think they did four or five. I feel like this was kind of like the Matrix. Uh... I know they did one movie where Christopher Lambert and the guy from the TV show were both in it. Oh, interesting. And they're both Highlanders. Ooh. They're, they really are Highlanders. They're both Scottish. It, it just... Well, uh, Matrix didn't flop, but it just... It was so perfectly in its time and place, and it blew up. It flopped for me. I walked out of the second one. Well... And, and I've sat through... You know I've sat through some shit. And I was oh, like, wow. I'm like, fuck this. I, I never got Matrix. It just, it went, I just, I was like. You was, walked out of the second one. Yeah. Yeah. That, well, the, I'm well, the first one the I was kind of like, what shrugged my shoulders. Like, I didn't know why people were losing their mind. And like, like people have like a, their, their life philosophy around the Matrix. And I'm like, who fucking cares? Like, it was yeah. okay. There was an interesting piece about it. And I, I, I get why people flip out about it. Because it's like, you can, you can build so many conspiracies out of it you can stress it real thin it's well, like play-doh whole, you pat it on a newspaper that whole, like alt right like red pill alt right all right really took to it and the yeah. red pilling so yeah there's a lot of crazy stuff that came out of it it was a fun movie the first one the second one third one obviously was i shit. never saw the third one but that was the same kind of trajectory that fucking highlander followed well, well no, going. because Matrix was a huge hit and Highlander well, was I not. Meant, I said trajectory. It was straight down. <laughs> no well, one likes the second or third Matrix movies. That's my point. Yeah. People love Highlander. People love Matrix. Well, don't the, love I, the second the, 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 I'm not one of them because I've never seen it, but the TV show, the, some people think he's better than, than the Christopher Lambert. I don't know. I, haven't I seen don't it. know. Christopher Lambert was kind of great. Kind of loved him. Yeah, he was good. Well, uh, what else do we have here? I mean, we we're go gonna figure. To the movie. We're we're not gonna help anybody understand. In fact, if anyone wants to help us understand, <laughs> yeah. yeah, how they become immortal, all my research went to IMDb because you know you know us. We're like a canon film. We just fuck. We're fast and loose. We come from the gut, not from the brain. Yes, and <laughs> we're going by feel here. Yes, yeah, so we're feeling it out, and, and we feel like they didn't even know. I was just telling you before the show, this script was written by an undergrad. Who ended up selling it for $200,000. And half this original draft of this movie got scrapped. I don't remember any more than that, so go ahead. <laughs> well, we also got to mention, because we, well, shit, two weeks ago, Bohemian Rhapsody won every Oscar. It swept the yes, Oscars. great. So yes. we wanted to tie in that Queen did the soundtrack. Not as good as Flash, Gordon theme, which is like the classic Queen yeah. soundtrack. Yeah. But yeah, so Queen did the soundtrack to this. I think that should be Queen. Like that, that that is much more impactful of me and Queen. Like, Highlander, ah, uh! it doesn't <laughs> doesn't roll off the tongue. But it's just like the few, like the several hits you hear on the radio from Queen. It's like okay, every once in a while, I like hearing Bohemian Rhapsody, but that's about it. 
But hearing them in movies and stuff is fucking great. When they're doing like a whole score for a movie, I fucking love it. And this one, like you said, not as good as Flash Gordon, but still pretty yeah. fucking great. Well, the the what they were supposed to here's some more IMDb in for you. Ooh. They were just going to do a couple songs, yeah. and they loved the movie so much. You're like, fuck it, we're doing the whole goddamn so soundtrack. So Queen was ahead of the curve. Yeah, they were Queen were hipsters for Highlander. Right. Highlander hipsters. Exactly. They knew. Yeah. Exactly. That's fucking amazing. It was so cool to 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 find that out because yeah, they stuck around for the whole movie, and they're just like, we're going to write every song for you guys. And right. I only remember hearing a few, but yeah, it was great. Yeah, well, there. Yeah, mm-hmm. let's just you know, let's get to the movie. Let's do it because there's a lot of unloading we have to do, unpacking of this story. Oof, two hours. That's the other thing we need to mention, just very quickly. I didn't think this is a canon movie because it's two hours. Well, there was so much like mythology and like, world building they had to do for this one, and I'm still kind of confused. Oh yeah, so I I think the original like Golden Globus got the cut where it was just modern. Maybe one or two cutbacks for like two seconds. Yeah, like showing him in Scotland, so you get that he's a Highlander. One, like one of him in Scotland, and one of Kurgan, Billy Corgan. Uh, you know, just no. being evil and having the fucking fight that's straight out of Lord of the Rings. Yeah. So I think that was the only two things, but they co-produced this movie. I think it was a co-production with another like European company, but because. I think it was sixteen million. That seems kind of like way too much for a canon film. I thought it was only like ten. Was I don't know. That? I'm going by my IMDb. You could. I'm be going right. by IMDb. Uh, nineteen or box office. Yeah, budget nineteen million. Wow. Yeah. yeah, that's not a canon budget. That is not a canon budget. So, no. distributed production company. So not only Highlander we... Productions Limited. <laughs> When you think about it, not only was Queen ahead of time, once, as always, Golden Globus were ahead of their time because they knew they had lightning in a bottle, no pun intended because there's lightning in this movie, that we don't, <laughs> under, that we don't understand. But, yeah. So, I'm, fuck it. We're just going to go right to the movie. Strike that lightning. I mean, trailer. There can only be one Highlander. I had him Shit, no! From another time comes a man of great power. Talk funny, Nash. Where are you from? Lots of different places. A warrior of incredible strength. You've the devil in you. We've been kinsmen 20 years. Connor McLeod was my kinsman. I don't know who you are. Because you were born different, men will fear you, try to drive you away. uncertain of his future. What you got here, Brenda, is a guy who's been creeping around since at least 1700. It's not possible. And haunted by his past. Wait a minute, Nash. I want some answers. You cannot die, MacLeod. I am Connor MacLeod of the Clan MacLeod. I was born in 1518 in the village of Glenfinnan on the shores of Loch Shiel. I am immortal. <laughs> A hero who is about to face his greatest challenge. You will always be weaker than I. What can you tell me about a seven-foot lunatic hacking away with a broadsword at one o'clock in the morning in New York City, 1985? Not much. For he 
is not alone. In the end... There can be only one. Highlander, there can be only one. All right, great trailer, but you know what's even better? Let's get ready to rumble! It's fucking wrestling time, Murray. Yep, right off the bat. I love that this movie starts with some serious fucking wrestling, and not just any shitty little venue. It's Madison Square Garden. The hotbed of wrestling. The hotbed. Yeah, I, this is the first error of the movie, I'm going to point out, in that Back then, Griff, you you were grown up. You grew up when there was only two major wrestling organizations. In my cognitive right? years, yes. Yeah, well, back then it was very regional thing. That's why they were called territories. Oh my god, yeah. And New York was owned by Vince McMahon. Before there was Vince McMahon said there can only be one and destroyed the entire wrestling industry. Shit, he corganed it. Yes, so he is the Kurgan of uh, professional wrestling. I'm sorry, it's going to be Kurgan all episodes and, for me. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, so the big flaw, the, the so, okay, so New York was WWF territory, so the, nobody else was allowed in that yes. area. But these people, Fabulous Freebirds, who actually were bigger in the South, but I guess at this time they were in the AWA, which is based in Minnesota, they're wrestling, which would never have happened in real life. So get one demerit. Highlander. One demerit. But it's great because we got our man Michael P.S. Hayes, out of shape looking redneck dude. Oh, got the yeah. fucking. Uh, it's a 3v3 tag team match. That yeah, we're about so the to free bird, yeah, the Freebirds were a three man team. And they had, they had a thing called Freebird Rule where they would just go in and out. Like, you're, they were tag team champions, but sometimes another, like, I go, I'm not wrestling today. These two are wrestling. So okay. that was called the Freebird Rule. I love it. That's fucking awesome. And so, I didn't know yeah. anything about these guys. Yeah, so they have the Confederate flag, glittery, like, robes on. Yeah. And... As a couple of fans of wrestling, I just want to say, look up, like, early wrestling days with the territories and everything. It's so fucking interesting. Right. It really is. And these guys were quite the characters. Like, Michael PSAs, who was the guy who has the bleach blonde hair and the beard, Kenny Rogers' beard, he was, like, the, the, the talker of the group. And, okay. then the, and then Terry Bam Bam Gordy and Buddy, I think Buddy Rogers was the other guy. They were, like, the wrestlers. So they were a great team that way. And you pointed out in the notes, and I'm glad you did, because I noticed it, too. We're getting a lot of shots of the audience just fucking loving it. Well, yeah, because we, I said Michael P.S. Hayes, the P.S. stands for pure sexy. So he was, like, the sexy member of the Freebirds. Yeah. So we get we see him, like, doing a strutting in the ring. You and, might you might recognize Shawn Michaels as the sexy guy a little more, but this, this guy, guy This guy is, was 1985 sexy. He's got 45 more pounds <laughs> than he should on his frame. Got the hairy chest. Got it. Got the fucking bleach blonde hair and, like, a fucking dark black beard. Was he the one with the long? Yes. Oh, my God. And he's so he's doing he's a sexy piece of meat. So he's a strutting, and they cut this ten year old girl like ten. flicking her tongue out, like want to lick him. Yeah, I hope that was just some like creative editing, and that really didn't happen because that skews yeah. me out big time. I'll go ahead and I'll make sure to make you a gift of that one. A gift? <laughs> yes. Well, it will yeah. be a gift if you do. <laughs> It'll be a gift to the audience. Yes, that'll be. On. You'll want to see that 
on our Instagram. If you want to follow us on Instagram, because he's going to Oh, no, it camera. won't be on Instagram, because they don't let me do anything that's under, like, two seconds long. Oh, motherfuckers. I know. Well, can't we? We can't do it. Okay. I would have to do an extended cut of it, okay. because their requirements are, like, five to eight seconds and beyond. Oh, okay. So, I, I'm going to make, like, a tiny gif of just that little girl, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so gross. Yeah, but the, these guys were... This is back in the day when people believe wrestling was real, so they're into it, man. Oh, they're so into it. But one person who's not into it is our hero, Connor McLeod, a.k.a. Just, Russell Nash. He's just brooding. Yes, he's got his Columbo wrinkled up. He's always uh, wearing that. Col- he very is Columbo. That's Columbo meets Seinfeld, because he had the mom jeans and the big white tennis My shoes. My God, I was... <laughs> you're, you're killing it. You're killing it, Costanza. Keep it going. Well, Keep yeah, it going. Well, he's just brooding, and they got that classic Star Trek, the original series lighting, where there's got it's all dark around him, and there's oh, light yeah, right on his eyes, very bright. And there's this like redneck dude behind him, kill that motherfucker, kill him. <laughs> and so he starts having a Back to the Shadows flashback. Back to the Shadows. There's gonna sorry guys, this episode 120 minutes of Back to the Shadows, pretty much. Well, yes. at least 80 minutes of that. Yes. So we got to find out about. Mr. Christopher Lambert's pass, or a.k.a. Highlander, or Russell Nash, or Russell Nash, it's Connor McLeod. Yes, a man of many names. Ma- too many names that my brain is We'll just call him Connor. Him. How about that? Yeah, yeah. He became Con in my notes. Con Junior. Um, so we got to see where he came from, because right. we don't know who he is. We don't know what this Highlander science is all about. We know he likes wrestling, not really. <laughs> yeah, he's well. I think what it is is they, they a duel set up, and he was just waiting for the appropriate time for the duel. That's what my I, I read from. Yes, it. that that was kind of what it was supposed to be. Like they're embracing the violence. Uh, right. This was supposed to be them watching a hockey game, actually, but the NHL was like. No, you're not <laughs> filming your hockey game. Right. Because and like the directors were like, Well, yeah, we just really wanted to watch something violent. Right. And so when we finally get over the ten year old girl just fucking licking her lips <laughs> well, that hell, was violent to me. <laughs> that was way too violent. There was a guy wearing a fucking Jason hockey mask in the Yes, there was. <laughs> it was. It, wrestling fans are amazing and weird. <laughs> yes. It's it's wonderful and horrifying at the same time. So he's but, but he's not feeling it. He's because he's getting ready. Yeah. He knows there's a duel he's coming channeling up. Channeling his his past and like just focusing. He's going yeah. back to the shadows, like you said. So yeah, so we see him in in like the 1500s of Scotland, and he's getting ready to go to war. So it's kind of like the juxtaposition of the guys fighting in the ring oh, and good. him yeah. getting ready wow. to fight. I didn't even think about that. And so I think that's what they were going for. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's, he's just like, he's never been in battle before. He's like supposed to be like 20 years old at the time. And all his buddies are like, fuck yeah, we're going to go fight and we're going to have a kick-ass time. We're going to fuck them up. This other tribe's got nothing on us. We got these kilts on. We got these giant swords. These like, mullets are just fucking crazy. Oh, and they even have like a dread or two in there. Or the <laughs> hair's just gross and natty. Yeah, it's just, but yeah, it's just gross. It's just gross. <laughs> but you all got the some women, feathers braided in. Yeah. It's crazy. All the women are coming up to our, our man Connor, and they're just like, "Oh, won't, I you, think, lay, won't I, you lay me down?" I think one's supposed to be his wife. I think. One was supposed to be his wife, but they all wanted him. Oh well, yeah, that was like he was kind of like a 1500 Seagal. 
he was a fifteen hundred Seagal. He was like the new rookie coming into the league. You know, he he he, he was the hot fucking, prospect. He was the he was the Bryce Harper, the Mike Trout. He was just coming, and everyone wanted to fucking get right up in there. And he was full. Of, he was like, I'm gonna murder everybody today. Like, I'm, just, I'm not even gonna take a hit. That's how badass. Like, he's never been in a fight. Yeah, but he fuck. Do we get to see the whole extent of this fight yet? No. No. We cut back to another fight. I was so excited about his fight in the Highlands, which is how he became the Highlander, <laughs> which is something that dawned on me about an hour ago. Yeah. So, no, instead we get a great fight with, I'm, I'm going to call it right now, Shades from Hard Ticket to Hawaii, one of our favorite characters. On, on the a sticker we just we were released, because yeah. he's one of our official, unofficial mascots. Yeah. He's a Highlander, or he? Well, we're gonna we're just gonna call these people Highlanders. I don't. <laughs> we're st- we don't give a fuck. If that bothers you. Turn the shit off. All right. <laughs> we're stupid, and we're gonna use the words that first come to our brains. Yeah, it's not immortals. It's everyone's a Highlander. <laughs> and so he's got the mirrored shades on. He's waiting for him in the parking garage, and they're just they just go at it, man. So they're going back and forth. We find out why he we- why our our man Nash, aka Connor, wears that rain jacket. And well, he needs to keep the sweat in, and also I, I don't know he keeps his, a, he keeps his samurai sword. He keeps his sword yeah. because back then we didn't like frisk people at wrestling events. So no, you, you could, just you walked could, into any sword. event. Yeah. Madison, oh goddamn mimosas! Everybody at Madison Square Garden just walked right in. Yeah, they all had guns and yeah. shit. It was, yeah. it was, it was, so that's when hockey Pre-9/11, and sports dude. events, yeah, yeah, they were all fun because you could just be like, <laughs> I fucking hate that Claude Lemieux and just fucking take a couple shots there. <laughs> right. Why don't you dance, Claude? Speaking of dancing, not only is Shades like an amazing dueler, he just likes to do flips. Just fucking loves to do them. I mean, he's engaged in a serious to-the-death battle, and he's just yeah. flipping around. Yeah. yeah, he just does like 20 like backflips in a row. Yeah. And they're running across cars. There, there's for some reason there's steam pipes in a parking garage, and they're cutting them, and steam is flying well, everywhere. I don't get why they were super hot. I, you know, maybe they were the pipes that run up to the bathrooms and stuff. I don't know. I don't know. I've never been to Madison Square Garden, <laughs> but I I guarantee you. I assume you, they have hot water. Yeah. I guarantee you, if I went there, I'd be looking for these things to make sure this movie made sense. Okay. Is everyone happy with this? Good, because I am. And so. They replaced basically all actual good choreographed sword fighting with parkour and, you know, gymnastics. Well, so yeah. that's what we're seeing. When we finally see... Well, when you see swords clash, it's basically like when you were five and you and your buddies had sticks and you just go, Kuh! Yeah. And you intentionally we, hit each other. I can't remember sticks. what movies we've mentioned this in the past, but it's very akin to that. I think right. it was uh, Hercules. Yes. Yeah, because it's very like, I'm going to put my sword out here, wait five seconds, and you're going to hit it. Yeah, whenever you see an actor, it's really bad sword it's, fighting. It's so mm-hmm. bad. But, but Connor gets the drop on our man Shades once again. Shades, I don't know. He gets his head chopped off. Shades just—he's got a bad life, man. And he gets even worse because he loses his head. Loses it literally. And this is where I—I'm assuming this is what the quickening is. I, I still haven't figured it out. We haven't figured this out. So <laughs> there's this scene where it's like, oh, we get it—the quickening happening when somebody dies. But right. we'll get to it in a minute. <laughs> yeah. So like this energy comes out of the headless body, and it goes into Connor, and then every fucking windshield explodes in the parking yeah. garage, and things are—the fucking water system goes off. And then Connor just collapses for a minute. He just like he's absorbed all this life force. 
and he's like, oh, time to take off. So he flees the scene because he knows it's about to be a crime scene. Well, right. well yeah. yeah. Usually when it's a headless body. That's yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Well. So he just like heads to a bridge and just kind of conks out and goes back to the past. Back to the, no, back no, no, to the no, 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 no. You're wrong. He gets in his car, takes off, and is immediately busted by the police. Yeah, we don't get... Do we get to see that right then? It doesn't yeah. matter. We see no. him get busted by the police. Yeah. And then we go back to the past. Yes. Because we need to we need to see what the McLeods in the 1500 Highlands were, were like, about the, to go up against. There's like a clan warfare. So there's one clan fighting another one. Yeah. McLeod clan fighting some other one. And we this is where we first see our villain, the, the Corrigan. Corrigan Corrigan. Billy Corrigan. B- the Billy Corrigan. Well, he actually has hair. Yeah. Well, maybe later he becomes Corrigan. Hey, Billy Corrigan. So right now he's looking like Peter Steele from Typo Negative. I tell you, Peter Steele totally got his look from this movie. I guarantee it. And so he's got the fucking saber tooth tiger skull helmet on. The one ring to rule them all. He's fuck yeah, and he's like, he. I guess he worked out a deal with the opposing clans. Like, remember, I get the Highlander. Yeah, he knew he was a. Yeah, I don't know how they. I. I think we'll get into it later. I think they have a like a spider sense when it comes okay. to Highlanders. No, it's fine. Whatever science we want to talk <laughs> about, we need to talk about it because well, because they, they talk about it later in the movies. That's why I, I was kind of holding. Either it way, off. it's but just I think we they, need help, yeah. and we need to shout out how so wrong we are. When we, I think this what we think is when two Highlanders they're like kind of like on opposite like opposite magnets can attract or repel each other. Like when they come together, lightning starts forming in the sky. Yeah, and the quickening, the quickening, and and this. So what happens is because obviously they when you're a Highlander, and we're going to say they're Highlanders. They're Highlanders when. <laughs> You, the object of the game is you chop a head off so you can absorb the power and memories of you, the people, the person you chopped the head off of, and you become stronger. So Kurgan Corgan is the, the the baddest of the bad. And so he's like he's like Pokemon. He's got to get them all. So he, yeah. So he's like, despite the catch line of there can be only one, they all seem to be living quite happily. Amongst each other. Right. Like, But Kurgan's got to fuck it all up. But being yeah, a dick. Connor's got buds. I mean... Right. Yeah, well, we'll that's the thing. You, you think but... you would want that because if you're an immortal, it gets lonely and nobody can relate to you as an exactly. immortal. So you'd want to keep some immortals around. But not Kurgan. He's all about me. So he... So so the fight battle's going on, but nobody's attacking Connor. Because and, Corrigan said, that's my guy. Yeah, and he's getting a little agitated by it. He's yelling out to his brothers like, no one's willing to fight me. <laughs> it's Irish. <laughs> Scottish. Whatever. Well, and, your accent's just as good as his one. Yeah, good point. Yeah. So, so the brothers, of course, are joking around while murdering people. Like, well, they're having well, a great time. Well, why don't you stand a little closer to me, brother? And so he's just walking along, and then finally he walks into Corrigan. Billy Corgan, yeah. and he's just like, "Let me play this new sweet guitar riff I've got here." And he goes, "Yeah," and he just immediately like Connor got punked out. Like he immediately he got gets punked. stabbed. He got punked out big time. And he's obviously he doesn't realize he's a Highlander because they're all Highlanders. So he just collapses and dies. And Kurgan's just about to take the head when his boys show up. And they just fucking dogpile. Yeah, they dogpile him. They don't kill him. They just dogpile him. <laughs> well, they can. He's immortal. He's a Highlander. Well, they don't even try. <laughs> they drop their swords. Well, we don't. They might, well, yeah, you're right. They do. They all drop their swords. The rugby scrum, and they just exactly. You know. Exactly. It was a rugby scrum. 
But it's enough that it saves Connor from being beheaded. Yeah. So they get him back to town, and I think we go back to the present. Yes. Maybe? There's a lot of back to the shadows back it, and There's forth. so much back and forth. It's horrible. This was yes, definitely the part. Bring him home, and he's dead. You're right. So yeah. now we're back to uh, cops arrest Connor. Oh, yeah, his interrogation. Yeah. I. Th- it's funny. I wanted to. I'm sure this is probably the only role this guy's ever had. I totally remember this guy, the cop, because he's totally gay baiting Connor through the whole thing. First, he catches him and goes, Don't move, punk. Don't even breathe. I remember that line like it was yesterday, Griff. Oof. Guy just, Did the you line, watch the, the, movie the line reading, yes, but I, I <laughs> but I also remember from thirty years ago, and I, so I remember this guy very well. So they're trying to break Connor. He's kind of he's been he's seen it all. He's he's a fucking you know sensei, master, zen master. But this guy knows I know my in. I'm gonna gay bait this guy. So he's just like. I bet this was some fag thing that was going on there, and you know, you no. like sucking dick, Connor. And he's like, yeah. "What? Why are you looking, cruising for a piece of ass?" He comes out. He's had that waiting. He's just yeah. fucking destroyed the cop. And the- they're trying. They're trying to piece together why he was in the parking lot. They figured out he was in the parking lot alone with another man, and so they're trying to piece it together. And it's like, did you hate him? Drug deal gone bad. Oh, I get it. You were there for a blowjob. Right. Go on. Well, I said that just five minutes ago, five Did seconds you? ago. Yeah. He's gay baiting him. And while that's going on, we meet Brenda Wyatt, who is our CSI forensic person. And she's checking out. Because, well, we, we also didn't mention that Connor knew he'd probably get busted, so he hid his samurai sword, like in a lighting, like in a light thing. Yeah. Because he, well, he don't want to get busted with a sword. Well, no, I mean, yeah. mean per- purpose. So, but doesn't she find the sword she then? She finds She it. finds the Hector Salamanca. Do, 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 do. Back to the. Because we, we learn later she's a sword expert, but she pays the bills by being a CSI forensic yes. person. Yes. So she's all about it. She's into sword. That's her thing. And yeah. we meet the, cr- the great, like, crusty cop who's seen it all. And he's like, oh, wow, sword, whatever. Mm-hmm. So we meet her. That's basically set up for Brenda. Yeah. And we and, definitely need to meet her because pff, Highlander's got the hots for her. She's high, she's high on his, his lander. He's high on the lander. So they're, like, so they're trying to break Connor. Connor ain't bending. He's like, hey, am, am I fucking arrested for anything? Well, no. Well, then fuck you. And he just walks out like a pimp. He's like, yeah. see ya. With his fuck, And then the fucking Seinfeld boom, 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 boom plays yeah. and walks out. We get a nice cut of the, the lieutenant or the chief like talking with Brenda. And Brenda's like, look, you got to ask him. You needed to ask him about this Toledo Salamanca broadsword. Because apparently that was a sword involved in this horrible fight. But that was Shade Sword, right? That I, was, that yes. was Shade Sword. Yeah. Because while they were uh, interrogating, gay baiting him, she was doing like forensics on the metal. Yes. And she was like, this is part of a Toledo Salamanca. She, yeah. They throw around the word Toledo Salamanca about I 45 times. I, I kept times. thinking Hector Salamanca yeah. from Breaking Bad. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so yeah. you're killing it we cut to kurgan we need to know what's up with kurgan kurgan in not the past no modern day kurgan and he's rocking the fucking road warrior look he's got the leather he's got a little chain mail he's got fucking leather pants with leather chaps on top and he's in town he's in new york he senses the quickening yeah he's ready to end it man the gathering of the immortal lows is coming up and so he's got his Cadillac, he's a pimp. 
stops at some fucking shitty flea. He's got he he points out that he's a wad. First of all, he has probably like three hundred bucks. They're acting like he has like a million dollars. Hey man, this is eighty three hundred bucks. <laughs> okay. All right. So he shows up at a flea bag motel, like prostitutes hang out. You rent mo- uh, rooms by the hour, and he gets a room. And he pulls out his wad of twenties. It's like three hundred dollars. Yeah, I'm supposed to be impressed by that. The guy, who, the sleazebag um, hotel guy, is he looks like by it. he. I I think he was the DJ and Airheads because I was like that guy. I know him from somewhere. It could be, I don't but know. he he definitely had some some C level roles in a bunch of movies. So Kurgan whips off a, a woo a twenty and hands it to the guy, and the guy is just like, "Oh, whatever you say, sir." <laughs> and then he goes to his room. And we get the great sword montage. Oh, my God. Whips out his Kinjitashi case. Pops on the radio. He hears the name that everyone's on the lookout for Nash Russell. And he's like, I got you. Because <laughs> he hears the name and he's like, he somehow immediately knows <laughs> that's my guy. Right. But And he starts, he's got, a, this doesn't make sense to me. He's got a sword that can be taken apart into pieces, which doesn't. I would think if you're sword fighting, you don't want one that can break apart really easily. Yeah. But I guess it looks cool for this scene. So he's putting together his sword, and he's twirling around. He's doing all the fucking yeah. sword moves. Like, I get it, I guess, if, like, the uh, the pummel and, like, you know, the, the guard. The blade was, like, three different but pieces. The, yeah, the blade <laughs> was multiple pieces. And it's like, I don't know if I'd trust that. <laughs> he, well, hey, he... He, he's been killing people since hundreds of years before we were born. Exactly. So he knows better than us. He's been shredding fucking bodies and guitarists for so long. I mean. So he's like, he gets done. He's sweaty. He's like, he's just kneeling down in like a sensei pose. And then the door opens and this sleazy 80s prostitute walks mm. in. And she goes, hey, my name's Candy. Of course it is. I brought this rap tape for us to fuck to. <laughs> I missed that part. Was that that was like the bonus? That scene? must have been the bonus scene. I, I'm well, surprised it didn't well, make it to the laserdisc version so, that you watched. <laughs> it didn't. I got. I had the. I had the American version of the laserdisc. Oh, you must have been watching the. European I was telling shot. you about how there's eight minutes cut from the original shot. Well, I actually. I just, I'm version. just curious. What was the rap song that they played? You think I remember a rat song? I'm not Yacht Rock Sean. I don't fucking. Oh, remember I thought you said song. rap. It's rat song. Rat. Oh, okay. R-A-T-T. Round and round. Round and round. <laughs> well, so, he was twirling that sword round and round. It made sense. The gathering. I don't know what this means, Griff. Can you tell me? What do you mean? I don't know where we're at. <laughs> sword this is montage. like a movie or something. The gathering. It just says right there. Right fucking there. Sword montage. And then we, we probably go back into the past. or You know, I think he ta- starts talking about what the gathering is and how it's coming and how it's going to be here in uh, New York. Sure. So we cut back to Brenda. She's back on the crime scene. She sees like this slash into this like pylon. And she pulls off these little pieces of metal. She goes, yeah. these don't match the Hector Salamanca sword. Hmm. While oh. she's doing that, our man Connor was going there to retrieve his samurai sword. Yeah. And so he's, he's hiding out. And he's, so he starts, to, he starts to follow her. Yes. And she's kind of like aware of it or whatever. So she like ducks into a bar. Right. And so he ducks into the bar. Of course, he... She orders, like, a nice little drink. He sits 15 chairs away and orders, like, a drink from the 1500s. Yeah, some kind of scotch, I'm guessing. And so she just <gasps> gasps because apparently that's something to be terrified of. 
She mentions only somebody from the 1500s would drink that. Exactly, Glengalgar. That that's what I remember. It's Glengalgar. I'm sure it was some kind of scotch. It was like hit you over the head. Like uh, yeah, really like the immediate thing that jumps in my head is Glengarry, but that's only Glen because Ross. Of, yeah, exactly. So who cares? So but he but he's like he's kind of flirting with her. He's like, hey, why don't you come over here? Talk. I'll tell you, I'll show you my sword. Yeah, and she's kind of into it. She, she, maybe she's, a, she's feeling his quickening. I don't know. I guess she's attracted to it, but also repulsed by it because she's like, "Well, he looks pretty disheveled." You don't know yeah. that he's like disheveled through the whole fucking movie. I, I, you said it. Seinfeld. He's like, he's like, well, like Columbo. He's yeah. like, he's always got need a shave. He's his the hair's murderous, greasy. Beca- murderous Columbo. The immortal I, Columbo. I, I fucking, I loved his look throughout the modern time because he was always. My favorite was when you notice he was wearing a leather jacket under his Columbo yes. jacket. Oh my he had god! Jacket on jacket. Did He's I dressing like that? a hobo, basically. The layers. I fucking noticed the shit out of that. <laughs> so, but anyway, so they have a little meet cute, but then she's like, "All right, I gotta go." That was that was the worst meet cute ever <laughs> because it was like you're stalking me, and he's like. Well, thanks for another one. You notice he turns it around on her because he's like, "Don't you ever fucking follow me?" Yeah, he do, he did. So he, you know, he's like, "There you go, turn around, it's fair play." So she leaves the bar first. He finishes off his Glengarry Glen Ross and walks out. Let's say three minutes later, she's still very slowly walking into the one street light that you can see in the distance, and he's like, "I'm gonna go that way." But of course, she fucking turns around and starts tailing him. Right. Because who's he about to get accosted by? Our man Kurgan. Who just fucking. Ch- ch- well, he grabs her and goes, Don't you follow me. I follow you. And then, just as they're about to fucking fuck, I think, it was like the tension was so high, the quickening was so quick. Kurgan jumps in and starts fucking attacking Connor. I wrote this new song I call a bullet with butterfly wings. And so they're going to have this. Epic showdown, and she's just gonna be shrieking. They're and at watching. an abandoned factory. Of course, so it's, it's like it's like so abandoned. There aren't even sparks in it. It's just a cold, dead factory. I think there was a little bit of steam. Yes, well, there's steam everywhere. The steam yeah. pipes everywhere in this movie. Yeah, and so they're fighting. Connor doesn't have. They didn't sword have the sparks. On. Money. <laughs> Connor picks up a pipe and he's like using it for a, like a sword. Yeah. I don't know what happened. I thought he. I guess he didn't get his sword back. I think he left it in his car, maybe, and he had too much <laughs> Glengarry Glen Ross to drink. So very responsible. He called very, an Uber. I mean, he's he left too, it in the Uber, he's and he's like, "Fuck." Four hundred and seventy-three years old, so he's a little wise. Okay. Yeah, okay. And so yeah, they're fighting, and you think Kurgan's gonna kill him, and then. Out of nowhere, a police helicopter just shows up on silent mode, so they can't hear them. Yeah, until blue thunder. That, until that fucking light shines on them, and right. then you're like, "Fum fum 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 fum." And how the, how they knew there was a, a sword fight going on in an abandoned factory? They just knew. I love that they just have helicopters flying around yeah. all the and time. And he's like, "Hey guys, stop that! Stop!" Was Steve Winslow there? And then they're like, eh. <laughs> "I don't know who that is." And so they're <laughs> like, "Stop!" And they're like, okay, we'll stop. All right. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) So he looks to Brenda and he just says, go home, Brenda. You you actually did a better accent than he did. That that was good. Go home, Brenda. I love it. Back to the past, Griff. Connor, 
lying dead. His woman is weeping over his body. His bros are fucking crying. She's pulling the classic Steven Seagal moment where she's lifting up the sheet to see what dick she's going to miss out on the rest of her life when his eyes brighten up and he sits up Undertaker style. <laughs> <laughs> a gong his... goes off in the background. <laughs> fixes goes... his gloves. <laughs> Everyone's just like, "Oh boy!" <laughs> no, you were just "Oh boy," and but it freaks everybody out. And of course, in typical 1500s fashion, they immediately turn on the dude. Yeah, probably no. He was in a coma or some shit. And he just woke up. Exactly. Know? They don't get medicine at that but, point. Yeah, but still, are they... you gonna turn on your bro that quick? Because they do. They just beat the shit out of him. Yeah. His wife immediately wants him dead. Yeah. She gives up. <laughs> and she's like, "Burn him!" And his like bro is like, "No, we're not. We're just gonna exile him." Yeah. His brother Angus McLeod. Mm. And so they, they do the nice thing. They put him in like a stock type thing where like like a, like a board across his back and his arms are tied up in there and they beat the shit out of him. They're like, we're just going to beat the shit out of you until you're near death. They start throwing shit at him, tomatoes and rocks and all that shit. And they, but they let him loose. Yeah. Angus is like, this is our brother. We need to let him go. So they let him walk. And of course, some somebody gets him out of the stock and everything. Well, he meets a beautiful young lady, and and he what? finds love and a love again. This woman is cool with him being an immortal, being a Highlander. Well, she doesn't know about that. She doesn't, but she still she'd be cool with it. She well, she and, was cool with it. And so he's been living like five years. He builds a castle for himself, and they just live together and they're having a great time. And he's like moved on. He's like okay. Completely moved on, and one night, just in the Irish hills, they're talking about starting a soap factory. They're boning in the just woods. boning. First, a black guy with a gun shows up, like in uh, Three the Hard Way. Well, and of he, course, and he goes sorry and walks away. Yeah, he's like, I, I've been shot. I need some help, <laughs> and they're like, Hey, the hospital's that way, man. Leeches. He's like, oh, sorry. Oh, thanks. And he leaves. But a boy. This is where I meet our boy Sean Connery. Ramirez shows up on a horse. Juan he was like waiting, waiting till they're about to fuck, and he's like cock blocking time, and yeah. he just jumps over him on the horse. He's got fucking swoosh. He's got his outfit furnished by Dolomite Designs. It's Ooh, totally Dolomite designs for sure. It's fucking got a ostrich feather cape on. He's pimping like a motherfucker. It's so beautiful. And it was my name is Ramirez. <laughs> I'm from Spain. Can't you tell by my accent? <laughs> and the Corsican brother. So he introduces himself because Ramirez is like McConnor. He just wants to fucking hang with his boys. He's like, we don't need to do this gathering thing. We can just be bros. Yeah. And I'm going to teach you about being a Highlander because that's what you are because we're all Highlanders. Yeah. Connor, <laughs> come with me. Let's look at this cliff and behold the quickening. Yeah. Because you know, this is, we could totally be wrong about this. This but is we, where we get confused. We just assume when, when, when uh, Highlanders. Get near in the same room with each other. Lightning strikes. So Connor's getting hit by lightning now, and he's like, "That's the quickening." Oh boy, that's the quickening. And we're like, "Okay, I guess." Yeah. So we thought it was when there was a battle happening. We thought it was when a beheading <laughs> happening. That's what I thought. Yeah. And then there's this scene where <laughs> nothing sexual is happening anymore. In fact, he got cock blocked. So he's probably well, maybe it was a little sexual. He's but, got the blue balls in the ending. 
Either way, the quickening is happening. <laughs> we don't know why, but it is. <laughs> whatever, whatever that is, is happening. Please, we think somebody tell us <laughs> why this is happening. For the like, we love this movie. And I really do want to know. I you, but that's know. the thing. We only love this movie. We don't care enough to look. They probably explain everything in the other movies, but I'm not going to watch those I movies. I think someone could recommend something else, Highlander, that we might enjoy because of how much we enjoy this movie. And I'm hoping okay. to hear that because I fucking I do love this movie. It's great. So now we know about the quickening. We got to go back. And check well, on. we think we know about the quickening. <laughs> we know that it's lightning. We've heard the word quickening. There's lightning. There's cliffs. That's the quickening. <laughs> yes. So we cut back to modern times. Brenda, she's intrigued by this Connor guy, this Russell character. Yeah. And so she's like, hey, any new leads? And he's like, yeah, Talking the to the chief. Yeah. Well, he's just, he's just a regular detective. Okay. And he's just like, yeah, my, my dogs are killing me. He's just like, the, he's seen it all, cop. Yeah. And she's like, hey, oh, hey, hey, is that a donut over there? And he goes, where? And he goes away, and then she looks at the files, and she just sees like these, like, headshots. total, total headshots. would <laughs> be mugshots, the total, like, styled yeah. headshots of Connor. And she's like, mm, I like what I see. Doing the blue steel. And while she's doing that, he is in his, his uh, Highlander lair. He is just like, because he's an antique dealer. That's his cover. Yeah. And, and it makes sense, because he would just mash shit over time, and he knows everything about old shit, because he exactly. lived there at that time. But he also has this Highlander lair inside of his giant building he owns. It's beautiful. Lair. And it's got all his Highlander shit laid out. It's got it's the swords. So cool. And he's got fucking shag carpet. He's got everything. And he's chilling in there. He, he liked the 70s. Is that what you're saying? He yes. was like, this is my time. And he learns. He's like, hmm. I've no, he remembered her from somewhere. Like, Where have I seen that woman? And he, and he, and oh, he learns. Yeah. He's got this book on sword making. And he flicks yeah. it on the back side. You see a picture of her. And you notice she moonlights as a sword book yeah. writing enthusiast. So he gets it. Like, I love his little couch arrangement. So the room he's in is a giant circular room with a big glass ceiling. So he's just staring up into the stars, looking at the book. And then he sits back, drinking that Glengarry Glen Ross. You know, he's got a nice <laughs> thick drink going. And, uh, and he has a flashback. And he has a nice little wink. And then he flashbacks. So we, this is where we get a lot of a big uh, exposition dump where we and Connor learn what a Highlander is. Yeah. Again, how he became a Highlander, I guess he was... <laughs> you're just born that way. You're born with it? It's Maybelline? Yeah. You, it's not a choice. You're born that way. Yeah. Oh. So oh, okay, lady they're out on a boat. She's a Highlander. They're out on a boat. I'm glad we both agree. And he's like, I don't know how to swim. Great Scottish accent, Christopher. Well, you're going to learn. And he throws Connor. Can say all the Lambert parts for me? Because <laughs> okay. I'm pretty sure we have the same uh, Scottish okay. accent. Okay. I'll do the Ramirez. Well, you're going <laughs> to learn. And he knocks him out, knocks him in the water. And he's freaking out, obviously. Oh, you've got to save my I can't swim. And he's like, relax. you got the quickening. The quicker what? And he sinks like a stone. Of course and, he does. And then he realizes... Fuck, I can breathe underwater. It took him 20 seconds to die. Die. Right. It was very they quick. Die, well, that's the thing. They die quickening. quickly, but they come back quick. Maybe that's the quickening. <laughs> yeah, there is. Could die. The Nestle quickening. Super fast. And like, you could put him in a chokehold for a second and you would die. And he's like, let me give you an exposition dump here. And he's like, <laughs> so he explains. An what? He explains there's a gathering. What happens is, okay, we're immortal. We have the quickening. 
sometime we're gonna whittle each other down because you, when you, he explains like Kurgan, when we kill, we kill each other, we absorb our power. Eventually, there's only gonna be a handful of us left. And when that time comes, there will be, we'll be drawn to a particular place called the Gathering of the Immortalos. <laughs> and so, and then we're gonna decide who is the, the true one Highlander because they're all called Highlanders. I hate that you came up with that because the whole time when I was saying the gathering, it's just like the gathering of the juggalos. So we get a nice training montage because Connor can't do shit with a sword. We, we saw him get punked out in the first fight he ever had. But our boy Ramirez has been living for fucking 2,000 years. He knows what to do with a sword. And so we get the classic back and forth where just Ramirez is just humiliating him. I mean, at this point, fucking Connor hates him. He's just like, you come in. You take me away from my woman. I had a I had a sheep. I had two sheep. You took me away from that to tell me about the quickening. You must the learn about the gathering, and I'll teach you. And while I'm teach you, I'll teach you how to sword fight. So, whether it's sword fight and get more exposition, he's like, you can never have children. You must you 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 shouldn't get close to anybody because when you love, they'll die. And and he's really bumming everybody out. Yeah. And then he also goes. Look, there's one place that we have this code, this bro code of the yeah. Highlanders. When you're ever on holy ground, you're at church, a synagogue, a mosque, you cannot fight. That's Can't. the one place we cannot fight. Absolutely cannot. And he's like, okay, I dig that. So we get more fighting. Eventually, we just like a, like a Rocky movie, they're like Connor's getting better with each fucking fight. He's learning things. Yeah, he's and then, starting to get a little more ground on old Juan. And then finally. The student becomes the master, and he actually knocks Ramirez down. Yeah. And he's like, you finally did it. And he's like, let's do a, like a Rocky Three run along the beach scene. So they start running along the beach. Well, man, that was what you're really selling this short. They, <laughs> he's like, hold here, my student. Can you feel it? Can you feel the hutch beach? Because they're staring down nope, a deer. But, and then they're like, is that the quickening? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what, what this. Is. I don't know what this has to do with anything for the rest of the movie. I know what you're talking about. But yeah, he has this mystical power, and it gets even weirder later <laughs> on. But they see a deer in the distance, and he's just like, "Think about it, channel it," and he's like, "I'm doing it. I'm channeling it." And so he starts like his heartbeat kind of gets in sync with the the deer's with the deer. Heart. Yeah, and then he starts counting in the sand like a horse would, and then he takes off, but. Fucking one had already taken off. Well, but, yeah, because he pulled that move. He's like, you know, like, all right, on the count of three. And then he's like, one, yeah, two, and he rounds. But he's got like the heart of a deer now or something? I don't fucking know. So he's got super <laughs> deer speed. I, I don't know. But so, I don't know. Is that fucking Ramirez giggling like a schoolgirl? He's got his pants pulled up to his knees. Like, yeah. And he still loses because I think that quickening, whatever that thing we're talking about happens. Yeah. So he tackles him in the sand. And the two of them are just rolling around sandcastles, just just having the greatest time. They, they're in love with each other now. And then he goes, stop. Now I must tell you about the Kurgan. I got to tell you about Billy Corgan. So he's, we learn that Kurgan, of course, like all scumbag evil people, he's from Russia. He wrote this song called Rhinoceros. And so he's from the Russian steppes. He's his people are the evilest, vilest scumbags on the planet. And he all he cares about is killing everybody so he can be the only one Highlander. Oh, his blade is as cold as his heart. And he's the strongest because he's murdered the most people. <laughs> and he's like, watch out. And then 
we get a scene where, for some reason, Connor's gone. He has to go somewhere. Yeah, we they don't go. To, know where. They go to the old Connor castle hold, right. and it's just Juan and Heather, and they're just gabbing it up. They're having a great time. Juan has been. We we find out. At, I think we already found out, but he's been married three times. He gets women. He fucking yeah. loves people. And because so, he, yeah, because that's the thing when he said you can't have a wife, because he explained like you see the samurai sword I have. This is a Hattori Hanzo sword. Oh boy, uh, I'm sorry. I'm just gonna go ahead and tilt my glasses here. It's a Masamune. No, it's a Hattori Hanzo. You son of a bitch! We're gonna fight right now. Is a Masamune? And well, that's not the best sword. Hattori Hanzo is the sword. But Masamune is the sword he got. It's a Hattori Hanzo. It's Masamune. So Masamune. So. He explains, this is my last wife's father, Hattori Hanzo, gave me this, made me this Masamune. sword, and it's the most amazing sword on the planet, and you wish you had this sword, but you're not, because it's mine. So, you're, like you said, Heather and Ramirez are chilling with each other, getting yeah. drunk, partying, he's like, let me tell you the time I fucked this, I fucked uh, Cleopatra. And she's just loving it, <laughs> she's, just, she's just eating up the stories, and then fucking... Kabam! My man Kurgan busting black number one. How do you feel about in. this guitar solo? And I don't know why he has Connery's voice, but go on. And no, he talks like Fender. He does. And they get back and forth having a fucking elderly sword fight. <laughs> it is elderly as fuck. <laughs> and there's two there's, old men fighting again, with a cane. I, I'm guessing this is the quickening because lightning is destroying Lightning. the castle. Yeah, two main forces meet again. So there's maybe all that's these styrofoam bricks that are flying everywhere. <laughs> they have every styrofoam. And they're climbing. They're going up. There's this giant staircase that goes all the way up to the top, and they're fighting on the staircase. I didn't realize their castle was four thousand stories tall. But during this fight, but there's no do, floors. There's yeah. no floors. It just it goes up the side, and you just like look down from the staircase. Where do they sleep? Just on the stairs? <laughs> yeah. He just like he's like, well, I made the staircase, but I never made the floors that we go to. <laughs> now I'll get to that later. So maybe he was looking for more stones. That's why he was gone. Okay. Good. That's a great point. That's definitely what he's doing. So Kurgan, because he's just more vicious. He just fucking murders our man Juan. Stabs him through the. Back like a scumbag Russian would do. Yeah, I think Juan gets a cut. He does it, slash his throat. Yeah, he gets a slash across his throat, but it's not deep because, enough. Yeah, because Juan is all he's like Bruce Lee. He's just he's like you know skill. Kurgan yeah. is just straight brutality. Yeah, and, and I mean, apparently there's a thing when you become a Highlander when you get your first beheading, you stop aging. That's what I read on IMDb. So. Juan is a good 65, <laughs> let's say? I don't know. Would you? Uh, I would say, I don't know. Are we talking Sean Connery or his character? Sean talk- Connery was probably in his 50s. I, I mean, we're going to go for his character. Okay, then I'm going to say he was like 80. <laughs> he was 80. Charles Bronson age. He was Dolomite yeah. age. He, so he's in his 80s. And, uh, you know, Wouldn't that like- be the worst? Like, you're an immortal and you're stuck in an 80-year-old Dude, body? waking up with back pain every day yeah. and, like, just, like, arthritis everywhere. I mean, like, oh, my God, i got to live with this forever. Yeah, but Kurgan, he, he came from a place where people throw babies into, like, pits with dogs. So I he mean, probably murdered somebody when he was 12. He's a 12-year-old, and he's that big. That young, huh? Yeah. I thought he looked like he's in his early 30s. You're going for 12. Okay. Well, fuck. You ever been to the Russian steppes? They age you really quick. Dude, dude I haven't. So I'm going to take your word on this. So he stabs Ramirez in the back and then beheads him. Well, first off, he says, 
who's that woman down there? And he goes, that's one of my many bitches. <laughs> and so he's playing it up because he basically doesn't want him to fuck. Cause he probably knows Kurgan's M.O. And so he's just like protecting her. Yeah. Billy Corgan wants to fuck with the Highlander more and more so. So he was just like, that's my woman. Just to try to save her any kind of horrors. Right. Well, it didn't work. Because as soon as Corgan Corgan uh, kills Ramirez and gets the quickening, and lightning hits him and he falls off the the staircase, Heather's like, I'm I'm, I'm sad that Ramirez lost his head, but at least Corgan is dead. Not quite. And he just jumps up and he off-screen rapes her. For a Gold Globus movie, it's surprising that it was. Well, this was like this was a coke thing. So they were like, "All right, we'll have rape, but we're not going to show." I'm it. sure that was a five year long battle. That's why it took five years for this movie to come out. Exactly. So we uh, let's see. We got uh, we got to go back to Brenda. Modern time. Yeah. Brenda comes to Connor's antique shop, and he's got a secretary. Rachel It's like, "Oh, he can't be seen now." It's like, oh, come on. I have these sword questions. And Connor just happened to be like, here's what's going on. So he comes out and he's like, hey, I'd be happy to talk to you about my sword at dinner tonight. How about that? And she's like, I'm, on, I'm into that. Let's do yeah. this. So she sets it up. She's like, meet me at my place. So she sets up before she hides. She got a gun so ready because she, she don't know what this guy, you know, this, you know, this guy yeah. looks pretty shady. She hides a gun. She hides a tape recorder. She starts it yeah. up and she's ready. Connor shows up in his best rumpled uh, raincoat. Oh, man. You want to skip over the time lapse? Was there a time lapse? So after she leaves, Rachel is like, oh, I saw the way you looked at her. And so this is where we see a little bit more of his. We'll go over it quick. A little bit more of his traveling through time. And so basically his assistant, who's close to him, incredibly close to him, he rescued from Nazis. Right. She was a little girl. So yeah. they, they, we have a scene in, like, World War II, and she's, like, running away. She's probably Jewish, I'm assuming. And she's about to be killed by the Nazis. He rescues her and kills the Nazis. Yeah, and yeah. then he, like, raises her as his own. Yeah, and she's, like, a complete romantic, but he's like, I'm not going to get involved with you. Yeah, he said, she, that, he said that to a 10-year-old. At, at this, <laughs> there's, a lot, there's a theme of 10-year-old girls really being hot for adults. In I don't movie. know if I like you taking this to a 10-year-old. I just met over time, but, yeah. He no, does. I think it was. She was totally a father figure to him. I don't think there's any romantic. Ex- exactly, it's totally father figure. And when she started getting older, he was just like, no, no, no. So even even when like she's in her sixties or so at this point, and she's like, you're you're such a fool, and he's like, you're such a romantic, and so he goes off to this date. So he gets on his best rumpled raincoat. He's got a suit. <laughs> he gets on a rumpled <laughs> dress shirt. <laughs> a suit that doesn't match. Like the, no. the pants don't match the top. No, but that's the way it rolls. And then that's, when you're an Islander, you do the fuck you want. When you're an antiquarian, that's how you roll. Well, that's the thing. Like you've dressed like properly for so long, you're like, I got to mix it up. So I'm gonna wear like some brown pants and a plaid jacket, and fuck it, who cares? We'll see what happens. I'm just glad that George didn't uh, get the invites ready for them because we both know how that would have ended up. You don't watch Seinfeld. George know. killed people with his. Never mind. Go on. 
I've seen it, but I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> so, yeah, so we get the date. Like I explained, she's got everything set up. She's got the trap. But Connor, he's dude, been, this is the 12th time he's had this scenario happen because he's an immortal. Th- this is a date from hell. It's horrible. But she's like, hold on. I need to go put on my glittery, like, Macho Man Randy Savage shirt. So, yeah. So she's like, I'll be back in a minute. So while that's going on, he's just rifling through his shit. He's like, gun there, tape recorder there. Yeah, he's, he's tapping into the 15 powers he's of the nation. into the quickening. Yeah, the quickening. And he's just like, uh, okay, this this whole thing again, this is the third time of this century. I yeah, mean, finds, like you said, finds the gun, finds the tape, looks out the window. There's cops out there just, like, listening in. And he's like, he busts her. He's like, yeah, nice nice uh, gun you got there. That's a nice snub. That's a nice... Wait, he doesn't have any accent at no, this point. He's got, That's he, a he has nice, an accent, but it's like I don't know where it's from. Yeah, it's fucking cr- incredible. That's a nice snub nose you got there. And so she's. They, they start freaking out a little bit, and he's well, he's like, like, "I got a present for you." Yeah. And she opens. Or it no, up. they haven't freaked out yet. Yeah, and she opens it up, and it's her book. And yeah. He's like, I got you, bitch. You think you got gotcha. me? I got you. Mm. And this, she's like, no, it's not what you think. I just love swords. And he's like, I bet you do. And he just mm-hmm. walks out. And like you said in the notes, leaves the blue balls. <laughs> and so we go back. We see Connor. For some reason, Kurgan was like, I don't need to kill Highlander anymore. He just fucked off and like left Scotland. He did. And he's like, I guess I missed them because they were like, it's like uh, Ramirez is like, he went to Alaska, and he believed him, I guess. Uh, yeah. And so. Connor and uh, Heather have this great life together. I was happy. I was worried that she was going to be killed by Kirk, but he left her alive. Yeah. And so they have this great life. They They love each other. They build up the Irish Spring Soap Company. They're fucking just having a great time. He's right there by her side. She's getting older, but he's not because he's a Highlander. Don't watch me. I don't want you to see me as I go. And eventually she gets to the point where she's about to die. And he's loved her the whole time. He's like, I don't give a shit that you're old. Yeah. And so she's on her deathbed and she's like, Connor, remember me. Don't remember me like this. Remember me when I was sexy and we fucked in the Highlands. <laughs> and when I every year on my birthday, I want you to light a candle. And say, I'll do that for you, girl. I'll do that <laughs> oh, for boy. you. Oh, boy. Aggressive voice. <laughs> <laughs> and she dies and he buries her. And he leaves his McLeod sword with McLeod on it right on like there's a gravestone for her. And he, he's like, I'm out of here. I can't live here. He, much like Hercules when his parents died, he burns his house down. Yeah. And did he, he throw something into space? I don't know what that means. Did he throw something into space? Did he make a constellation no, for her? I thought you said throw something in his face, and I didn't know what that meant. No, no I'm sorry. He didn't. I got, I got really excited, and I was yeah. kind of pulling on my mustache. Highlanders so. don't have that kind of power. No, they don't. They Yeah, they definitely don't have the super strength. So we cut back to modern era. We meet our man Sunda, like an African Highlander. <laughs> They're all Highlanders. <laughs> I love it. Highlanders come from every continent. And this and guy country. is fucking Connor's boy, man. They got history together. And so they're just like, hey, what's up? You do the black handshake, Connor fucks it up because he's still a nerdy white guy. Even though he's oh, in, yeah. He, he's been practicing for like fucking 200 years. 200 years. Still fucks it up. Still. And they have a laugh about that. And they go, "Hey, man, remember that time?" Which I don't, I don't get. I didn't get this flashback because Sunda's not in the flashback, but he still remembers the time. I don't get this at all either. <laughs> so we get the time. It's back in like the French Revolution era, where people, guys, wore like the big like powdered wigs, 
And we see this scene where I guess uh, Highlander insulted this guy's wife, and they were dueling. And so Highlander's drunk as fuck, and so the dueler guy just gets a drop on him, stabs him, and Highlander falls over. And like, oh, and the guy has like a like a valet. He's like, oh, sir, you did so great. Oh. That guy, I, I fucking love this scene. It's so good. Well, well, it gets weird at the end, but we'll get to that. Yeah. So. Highlander gets up and he's like laughing and the guy so the guy like stabs Highlander like twenty times and the one time it was clearly you could see it was going like under his oh, armpit. Oh yeah, under the armpit and then he holds it there. <laughs> yeah, but and then uh the Highlander finally like he's like he's like he finally apologizes to the guy because he's not gonna die and he knows it. So he's like, Sir, I'm sorry I called your wife a fat bitch. She's great. And the guy's like, All right, we're cool. And Highlander just walks off. He starts walking off. This, but this I didn't understand. The valet's been fucking totally loyal to this guy. Totally. He's like, sir, here's some guns. Shoot him. And then the guy shoots the fucking valet. Like, he needed to kill somebody it so badly. It got to the point where he's like, sir, he made fun of your fat wife. The wife that we don't like to look at because her ass is so big that it can barely fit in your guys' horse and carriage. When your wife sits around the house, she really sits around the house. Sir. He really starts zinging her. He's doing the yo mama jokes. It, I get Now I get it. Yeah, I don't know why you didn't understand <laughs> that, but I didn't watch the laser version. It was, version, yeah, so it was you the, might have been the French accent threw me. Okay. You, you thought it more high class and dignified in that accent. So. Now we need to go check back in on Modern Times. And our boy, boy, <laughs> Billy Corgan. See, he's, uh, I don't know, what is he doing in this scene? I don't remember. He's back at the hotel. Okay. He's getting ready to hit the fucking town. Living after he's midnight, like, rock until the dawn. He's like, I'm in New York. I'm going to put on some fucking sweet-ass hair jams. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I'm going to put on my leather on leather. And I'm going to go out. Put my chain mail on. And uh, it's funny because we met Sundra for one reason. Because he's there to die. Because, well, first we get the scene of uh, this fucking uh, MAGA hat-wearing, like, gun nut guy who's just driving around town with a whole arsenal in his car. Yeah. And he's just looking for something. He's doing a Liam Neeson. He's looking for somebody to kill he's for some in- reason. He's inspecting his Walmart receipt, making sure he didn't get overcharged for some bullets and everything. So while he's driving around, he notices in the alley, Sunda and Kurgan are, like, sword fighting. And he's like, like the nosy motherfucker he is, he's got to interfere. So he gets out because he, he thinks of himself as like a vigilante, like I'm the Punisher. I'm going to take care exactly. of New York. He's a retu- he's like a honorably discharged veteran or something. He's crazy. I don't know. He's, he's like, insane. He's like got PTSD. He really does. And so he's like, "Hey, what the fuck's going on?" And then grandma sword fights happening. And does does Sunday get killed before? I don't. Sunday gets killed, obviously. Yeah. No. Uh, Billy Corgan takes about forty five bullets to his chest. And he looks at him, and then he turns around and, like, chops Sunder's head off, quickens him, and then he just, like, looks at the other guy, and I think he stabs him. And Yeah, well, he, he doesn't stab the guy. He picks the guy up. He stabs yeah, him in the chest right. and picks him off the ground. So that'll show you the, the fucking intensity of that sword, despite it being in right. five pieces. And the strength of Kurgan from taking the quickening from Sunder. So the and the guy miraculously the guy lives and like everyone's watching like because you if you I, I saw a quickening happening I'd have to stop and watch too oh yeah a lightning storms happening and so there's so. prostitutes there's drug dealers there's a nice little old couple that drives by goddamn Dolomite drives by <laughs> he's like he's like, Kurgan what's going <laughs> on here boy he's like it's just the quickening <laughs> so yeah so Kurgan gets the quickening. Everyone's seen him, okay? 
So he goes up to the car, like a can opener, he chops the top of the car off with his sword, whips out the, the husband, there's a little old lady in there, yeah. jumps in, goes, does a nice little one-liner, Mom. And then they take off, and then the lady's like hanging out of the car, Dude, like, screaming in her head. I got off. flashbacks from the soldier. It was that bad? Like it was like totally like a male stunt man, like yeah. dressed as a little lady hanging on the car. I I kind of love this because this is when Billy Corgan enters his like uh, cartoony villain feature. And I, yeah. I fucking love him in this. So while that's going on, Brenda she's digging deep. She's like, "There's something with that Nash guy. I got to go check the records." So I'm glad I'm glad you did that, Griff, because I really don't remember a lot of this shit. So she she goes she learns that Russell Nash is the name of a child that had died right after birth, and what we learn is is that Connor, what his mo is, he 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 finds somebody who dies as a child, takes their identity, and then. When he gets to the point chronologically where he's supposed to die, he invents a mysterious heir, and which is going to be his next identity. And he leaves. Then he fakes his death, and he leaves all of his shit to this heir, and he just perpetually does that. That's like his move. But what he didn't realize is that when he does that, he signs all the paperwork. He writes in the same handwriting, so. Thankfully, Brenda meets with the highest technology available. She gets all these records, and they check, and the the, the writing is exact on every single thing. Which, dude, microfish, man, that doesn't happen in real life. You, I, I don't, you know, we ever write something exactly the same way, like every I, time. Hey, man, I don't know what to tell you here because it's like they look at pe- people's signatures one more times, they can tell a fake from yeah, a I good. I never, I never bought that. I don't agree but, but, with it either. But the but, but the computer agrees with you because and all these like like letters line up and it's oh, like yeah. holy shit he is a Highlander now I believe him. <laughs> uh, ma'am, the computer here says he's a Highlander. <laughs> can't, it's, just, it's a computer. You can't. You can't, especially in the mid '80s. You're just like a computer said that. All right. So today is. Uh, Heather's birthday so he goes to the church and he lights a candle for her. so we, we remember guys we learned earlier in the movie that you can't fight on holy ground yeah so Kurgan shows up incognito he kind of he looks like Jason now he kind of like shaves part of his head yeah he's got I, I think he had just like <laughs> little bits of hair like right above his ears so he had like long droodles kind of thing going I don't remember what he looked like. He just no. He had like one. He looked like fucking Jason or like Humongous from Road Warrior. He just had little oh, strands of hair. Just little. Strand, and it was yeah. it was the worst fucking bald cap I've ever seen in a movie. And oh. you could totally see the edges of where it was. And he's yeah. got like safety pins through his neck over a scar in his neck. And yeah. you could totally see the edges of the prosthetic on his neck. This was really bad. Th- this was like the the punk rock scene. He took it a little too far. Yes. And he's taunting because he can't fight because it's holy ground. So he's just trying to bait Connor into fighting him dude he is doing a great job of it though he's going up to like the nuns and stuff and he's like hey sister how would you feel about coming back to my house and listening to a couple demo tapes <laughs> and that's creeping them out is it just creeping me out and 
but Connors is chill, man. He's he, this is the millionth time he's had. Every, everyone thinks they're the first. It's like everyone, like a celebrity, everyone thinks they're the first to go. Hey, and then you say the catchphrase to him. It's like yeah, I've heard that a million times. Yeah, and he's doing that, and uh, then he's like, oh, you're no fun like Ramirez. I remember killing him and raping his woman. And then Connors like, what? That, that's what finally tips him. And then he's like, oh. It was your woman, Ramirez lied. Laugh. <laughs> and Connor's like, I got to get out of here. I'm going to fucking kill your ass the next time I see you. And he just storms out. And it's time for music plays. Boom, 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 boom. And then uh, Kurgan chills for a while, fucking with people some more. And the priest comes up and says, look, you got to get the fuck out of here. I know I'm a priest, but get the fuck out. And he's like, whatever you say, sir. I mean, I'm sorry. Billy Corgan added to it. He said he impregnated Heather, too. I gave something your wife she could never have. A child. Did he? Yeah. But he can't do that. I, he told... <laughs> I think I think he already knew, and so he was betting hard. It was a huge bluff. <laughs> well, it worked. It definitely did. Yeah. And so he walks out and goes, better to burn out than fade away. He drops a little line. and. <laughs> And then he just walks out, you leaving him wanting more. <laughs> I'll get you, McFly. It's McCloud. He's like, make like a tree and leave, Connor. <laughs> or get the fuck out of here. I think that's what Biff says. Yeah. And uh, so, Brenda. Take over. I'm fucking tired of talking. Yeah, man. So, Brenda sees, uh, sees the McCloud fortune because eventually, you know, I think she sees him leave the church. Or no, she shows up at the house, and okay. Rachel's just like, "Stay the fuck away!" And fucking Connor comes down and is like, "Look, I'm sick of you. Why don't you just come up to my bone pad and check it out?" <laughs> yeah. And she's like, "All right." So they go up, and he's showing her like he walks around. Whole new world starts up. Is that a claymore? <laughs> yeah, she's that's ex- how she gets hot with swords. Yeah, he, he explains every one of them. Uh, he shows her the prototype of, from like the Bronson Conjette case. Shows her a wildy. Yeah, it was like a wildy with a dildo on it kind of thing. Yeah. It didn't make it to the final case. Yeah. So this was laserdisc version. Laserdisc European cut. Oh, I saw this on the Amazon version. So oh, wow, they're using laserdisc versions on Amazon. Nice, it must be. So yeah, so this she's all hot and bothered. She loves swords. She, she is so into. Bear this. in mind, they've spent a total of fifteen minutes together. The entire time. And it's been mostly hostile. Yes. And she, like like every great romantic comedy, she can't wait to fuck him because she hates him. Yeah, but that's a good point. Sexual tension just depends on hate. That's how the power of the, it, it, that's why it's called the quickening. Because usually it would take you like a few weeks to get a woman this hot for you <laughs> and pissed off at you. This 15 minutes of time together and she's just like, let's just fuck. And he's like, wait. I'm going to prove to you. Because she's like, I found you out, motherfucker. Look at this. The computer proves it. <laughs> and she's like, computers. And he's like, you got me. And he grabs a, a dagger. And he's like, puts it in her hand. goes, stab me. Oh, yeah. And then he and thrusts she, it into himself. Yeah. And then he's like, That's oh. what turned her on, too. Yeah. Well, yeah. Mer- yeah. She's kind of like a Kirk. Maybe she's from the Kirk Russian steps. She might be because he stabs himself with the knife that's in her hand. And she's like, oh, shit, I'm going to go to jail for this shit because my fingerprints are all over this. <laughs> well, she's the cop. I'll cover up for her. But that, yeah, that's a good point. But then, yeah, he, he's just quick quickenings back too, and yeah. they're like, I know a rooftop waiting for us. 
And so we get this beautiful silhouette of them just going to town. Like glistening off dick and boobs alike. Well, I didn't... I think that wasn't on my laser disc. Man, you there's a lot seen, of button in it. You I haven't seen Christopher Lambert stand in dick? <laughs> no, I haven't. Jesus Christ, you're not living. <laughs> I'm not. I'm on. Unfo- you I, know why? Because I'm afraid to live. You must be, because I'm afraid <laughs> for you. <laughs> so, next day, he's just like, uh, it's not going to work out. It's not you, it's me. Can you get the fuck out of my life? Please. And she's like, you know what? You're afraid to live. Don't lose your head. Don't lose your head. Did you notice that she was wearing the uh, Clam McCloud varsity jacket at that point? No, I didn't. It, it was, all, it was like his... Know, chicks always do. They're like, get out of my fucking closet, bitch. Get your own clothes. She's got, like, she's got like a varsity jacket on, but it's like his old kilt turned into a jacket with the buttons and everything. Wow. Like, he fucks you once. You think you can take his kilt jacket? Well, he loved it. He loved it. I mean... I think he was more into women. I thought it was weird that they were having this like blow off scene at a zoo, but I'll go with it. They were having this, blo- <laughs> and of course, Billy Corgan's in the background, just like brooding over another poem that turns into. I didn't. You know, another I hit saw that. I saw song. that in the IMDb. I did not see that. I didn't notice him. Yeah. Where was, he was just in the back, lurking in the back. Yeah, he was like a shadowy. So that's where he finds out about Brenda then. Yeah, the music gets really tense, and she finds he finds out about Brenda and all that. Yeah, so he kidnaps Brenda. And he takes her on a joyride, and they're just—he's just driving. He's like he's freaking. He, he's immortal. He doesn't give a shit. If they get in a car wreck, he'll be fine. So he's driving down with his eyes closed. He's driving on one way streets. He's driving against opposite traffic. At one point, he has a curve and pump, 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 pump pumps it up onto two wheels, and he just fucking. Well, yeah, up. he had hydraulics in it. Yeah. Dude, he's so cool. He's like, I, I thought I—I I was like, I'm kind of interested in him. He's kind of—he's kind of a rebel. Well, that hair was good too, <laughs> and see, there's having he's he's having a good old time. She's scared for her life, terrified. So he sets up the uh, showdown. I don't. Did, he calls Connor. Connor's got the 1980s gigantic console answering machine. Yeah, and he's like, I have your bitch. Meet me at Silver Cup Studios on the roof. <laughs> And Connor's like, oh, fuck, let's do this. Let's just fucking end it. We're the last two fucking Highlanders. Let's end it. As far it. as we know. This is the gathering. Neither, you walked out of two. There might be other Highlanders There were. There. I'm assuming there were. No, what? I walked out of two of the Matrix. I actually sat through. That's how bad I think the Matrix was. And I sat through the quickening. I Look, when they started voting <laughs> in Matrix 2, I was like, now I'm invested again. <laughs> You walked out. Yes, I literally. I don't think I've, I, you know me. I've seen a lot of horrible movies. How? And I was just so disgusted by it. Like I said, I don't care about this movie. I just walked How out. How old were you when that was out? I was in my twenties. Wow. It just it was no good. No bueno. Did, I'm sorry. We're completely derailing here before the final <laughs> fight. Did people? Did you have to deal with people around you telling you how great the movie was, and you were just like, no. no? Well, no, not like personally. I mean, yes, obviously, like in the world, but nobody in my life was like big into the Matrix, okay. and they thought it was okay. I didn't hate the first one, so I was just like, why are people losing their mind? What is so great about this movie? Yeah. I don't know. That was my old fight. I mean, I had no problem with them. Yeah, the first one is like good, but it's it's like all right. Let's tame our expectations. <laughs> let's, let's. If they left it, much like the Highlander, if they just left it in that one movie, 
It would have been fine. You wouldn't would have tainted it. People would be writing theses about <laughs> what the quickening, what the gathering. I bet. I bet. I have the feeling I'm going to get a lot of tweets of people sending me theses about the quickening. Dude, I, I can't ho- wait to read them. I hope they do. I really want to <laughs> know what the fuck is happening because we try to do our research team and us try to do five minutes of research before we record it. We could have come up with anything, guys. Nothing. Yes, we don't know. We got nothing. We think we know. We don't know. It's a, it's a choose your we adventure. We think we know. I, I think I just admitted for us that we don't know. <laughs> I'm admitting I think I might know. <laughs> okay, thank you. So, yeah, so this is the final battle. And you know if you listen to us, we're horrible at final battles. But we're going to try. Rain. What? Neon lights. Okay. <laughs> I'm building the scene. Neon lights. <laughs> Rooftop. Silver Cup Studios. And did you notice it changed to Silver Cup? Yeah. Later on, because that was obviously a set they were on when it said Silver Cup. It was yeah. not like a real building. Yeah. So, but, okay. My favorite part was the fucking bet signal up in the clouds. So, it was the the Highlander single, signal. Oh, was it? It was just a mullet, the shape of a mullet. Oh, okay. I missed that. And so, Kurgan's got her tied to the eye in Silver Cup. And it's very much like a Batman, like 60s Batman kind of way to kill her. Yeah. And uh, Connor shows up. He's got, he means business. He's got his best rumpled raincoat on. <laughs> best rumpled raincoat. And they just go at it. And they start. Acid wash jeans. They, <laughs> they were acid wash jeans. And they just go at it. And it's just some, it's just some boring sword fighting. Cause... It's horrible. Like, they're in this tiny corridor because they're on, like, an but, elevated yeah. platform for well, holding on... the, the, the. Yeah. The well, side. they're on the roof. So they're between the sign and the edge of the roof well they're they're elevated for the the structure that actually holds it up so there's a walkway that's right. all it is one of these idiots has a fucking giant ass claymore the other one has just like a giant ass what no he's got the samurai sword he, the yeah Toy he's Hanzo. got he's got his katana well juan's katana it japanese was, for sword yeah uh, made by masamune um so they're going at it and they're just fucking hitting every fucking rafter possible. Well, no, Kurgan is because he's just lost his shit. Cause he doesn't he doesn't have the skill that a Ramirez has, and McLeod obviously learned from Ramirez. He has a skill too, so he's just like ah, That's and he's just, and there's sparks flying. But still, it's like the difference of sorts. This was very logical. Actually, for Highlander, I'm gonna get technical on this one, but no, he's just knocking fucking letters down. There's sparks flying. This is the first time well, we actually have sparks. He, I also he hit like a water tower that was on the roof, yeah. and it lit. You know, it was it wasn't that big of a water tower. It floods the roof. There's like three feet of water on the top of this giant roof yeah. from this tiny water tower that gets knocked off. Yeah, and then he there was a scene. I don't know why I. Oh, you're right. They were on there, and they were on that walkway, and then Connor, like, there happens to be, like, a wire, and Connor does, like, a little rappelling down the wire, and it's an obvious stuntman. Ooh, beautiful. And they're, so they're fighting on the roof, and you're, like I said, he's cutting down the, the line, and they're finally getting to that eye in the silver, and she gets knocked down, and she gets, I guess, does uh, Connor knock, like, cut her loose? I don't remember what happened. I don't remember how she got loose. I think she got herself loose because, Doing it I mean, for all, the, all this tussling. So and I don't need to be rescued. Yeah, all this tussling and everything. Next thing you know, all this toxic masculinity going on. Oh, yeah, exactly. And they both end up falling through a glass ceiling. Yeah, and so and now they're like inside this giant empty warehouse. Bear in mind, the we had just said there was three feet of water on the roof. 
There's hardly any water falling through the hole. There's no a water. little dampness on the on the floor. Yeah, no water gets in. And somehow she gets down there too. She doesn't fall through the hole. She went down the staircase, man. Okay. And so she's watching. They're fucking fighting some more. Yeah. And there's some queen music playing, yeah. and it's uh. They they really pump that music up loud because the sword fight is so boring. And you know he's just like, hey, guess what? There can be only one. He just fucking cuts Well, he goes, look over there. What? That old play. <laughs> and he chops off fucking uh, oh, Kirk's Apparently, head. Billy Corgan never learned that one. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, the, qu- the quickening starts happening again? <laughs> yes, the ultimate quickening. The ultimate quickening. So he starts floating in the air. I mean, Billy Corgan killed like 45 people, 45 Highlanders. So it's like he's got so much fucking power to So him. much quickening in him. And so we see all the ghosts from Ghostbusters start flying <laughs> yeah, through. Yeah, they're like d- demonic spirits. Yeah. And, and they're all getting absorbed into the Highlander. And then he collapses. He falls down, collapses. Brenda comes over. He said, hey, Warms him back up. Throws his own jacket over him. Is like, hey, and then he, going like to James be all, Brown, he gets up and it's going to be all things. right. Uh, he's like, where did you get that accent? Stop <laughs> cultural appropriating me. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, it's okay, it's over. I'm I'm mortal now. Okay, uh, and, and, yeah. I mean, I guess you could say, I, in Kurgan's defense, none of them knew what was going to happen when they became the one. So it, he could have really thought he was going to become the most powerful. We both agreed that we don't know that they knew <laughs> what the one was. So Yeah. So, But he figures it out because, why, Griff? Why does he figure it out? I don't know. Because he gets these amazing mental powers oh, now. Oh, okay. He's mortal now. He can have children now. He will die now. Wait, he's mortal now? Yes. But... Like like you said earlier, before we talked, we started recording. He becomes Professor X. He gets he can see into the minds of everybody on the planet now. Wait. I don't know what that means. I don't know why that happens. I re- I don't. Re- <laughs> he's mortal. You don't think you don't you didn't see that catch that part? I didn't catch that. At yes, all. he's mortal now. He said he can die now. Because they're gonna. The whole point is they're gonna have a happy life together, and he's not gonna like out like. And she's not gonna age. I thought he was just saying that to take her to Ireland and fuck her in the hills where he used to fuck. His Why would they wife. go to Ireland? That's not where the Highlands are. They go to Scotland. Scotland. What did I say? You said Ireland. It's next door. No, well, God, there's like a sea between them. It's not like they're not. They don't border each other. God damn it! I, I apologize to all Irishmen who are listening to this. I, I, you know what? You don't have to apologize on my behalf because I apologize too, because I've been quickening. So he's got these powers. They're going to live in Scotland, maybe. I don't fucking know. But he is an a- and he's like, I'm going to unite the world with my brain. But he's Neil Breen. He's like, I'm going to unite that the world very Neil with my brain power. Oh my like, god! And she's like, Sure you are. And then they just drive off into the sunset. You hear, you hear Juan? Listen. You can totally do it. You can bang her and no. What he the he goes, you're the man now, dog. And you're the it, man now, dog. And then it goes to credits, and we get a rocking ass Queen song. Ah, oh, fuck. The Queens was good. We've gone through a lot of movies that had zero music, and this one had great music. And uh, wow, 
Wow. That was, you're, you're just breathless after that. I am, because I'm still confused about this movie we just I, watched. Seriously, if anyone has anything <laughs> to help us out here, we need all the help. I love how we're the podcast where we ask people to explain shit to us. We're like, we have no idea what we're talking about. Can you explain to us? Dude, the the point of this podcast is not to try to explain movies to no, people. It's, it's our reaction to <laughs> movies in the most... Half-assed way possible. And we do it well. Damn Nobody well. does half-ass like we do. No one half-ass. No one even quarter-asses the way we exactly. half-ass. There can only be one half-ass podcast about canon films, and it's ours. And Griff, Griff, it felt good to go back to the our roots in canon. And, um, I, I'm feeling it. I'm sorry to say we're immediately going away from our roots again. But this is going to be great, Griff. We have a new... We've been talking about this bit for a while. We have a new segment. I think you came up with it. I, did. I made it better. What we're gonna wow, do? Fuck you. <laughs> what we're gonna do is we're gonna, we're gonna call this segment "What the fuck?" And which probably Wait. we should have said about. We didn't agree on this name, and I kind of. I told that you name. I made it better. So well, you made it worse. That name sucks. Shut the fuck up. So what the 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 the, the idea behind this is we're gonna what we're gonna do is every once in a while this isn't this won't. This, we're not going to do like a month of it. We're just going to do it every once in a while. We are going to pick a movie that when we were younger or whenever, we were super hyped about, we were excited about, we heard about, and we were utterly and totally disappointed by it. Damn near Matrix 2 level ready to walk out of Yes. It. So I'm going to start it off with my pick. This is my number one pick. I think we all know, because you've all listened to the new Barbarians episode, about my love for post-apocalyptic movies especially mad max series and my favorite movies road warrior because i'm a snob and i like foreign films and <laughs> i cannot explain more i i teased it a little on our twitter page he did that i fucking loathe beyond thunderdome it's fucking bullshit and you'll learn you'll find out why on our next episode. There's going to be so much Murray frustration next week. And I can't fuck wait. This, fuck this. He fuck hasn't even told movie. me about all of his frustrations. And I've told him I kind of like the movie. So. So see us uh, next week for that. And if it releases, we might just end up strangling each other. <laughs> no, we're okay. We're back to normal. Oh, we're okay? Yeah. Okay. Just as long as you don't undercut me like you constantly do. Woo, Yeah. So uh, see you then, and keep it warm. Yep. And remember the Highlands. Remember the quickening. Remember the Highlands. Always got to have the last word. <laughs> <laughs> I had a No!